Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> it's a motherfucking key party. It's a motherfucking key party. A key this party. episode. <laughs> key party. Key party. <laughs> there was a key party. Alert, alert. There was a key party on this episode of Riverdale. You know what? To be real, I've always wanted to go to a key party. I've never <laughs> had the opportunity to go. I've never been invited to one. And in fact, if you invite me to one, I will asterisk say yes. <laughs> but what? Of course, Cheryl Blossom back on the fucking scene coming in to stir up the pot. In Riverdale, the town that is not a town. And how does she do it? She throws a key party, key party. <laughs> she throws a key party for all of the people that she's known her entire life, plus a couple of new stragglers. I will say to you, Molly, I was very upset that nobody fucked at the key party. It was a bit of a blue ball situation for a key party. It was not nearly as horny of a payoff as it was as horny of a setup, you know? No. And, and I am thinking a lot. I had a lot of feelings during this episode, a lot of thoughts. And as Betty so thankfully, helpfully reminded us, this was very reminiscent of the first season spin the bottle party that Cheryl threw. Yes. And... What you got to love about spin the bottle is it's a kind of like an evening where you throw away social convention and you're like, well, I guess I'll just kiss all my friends. And I have played many a spin the bottle and I appreciate that about spin the bottle. You're like, usually I don't kiss all my friends tonight. I will. And it'll be fine. Yes. And I guess a key party is just kind of the it's how where do you go from there? You heighten from spin the bottle <laughs> to key party. And <laughs> And everyone in Riverdale just willingly was like, yeah, I guess we all have to fuck all our friends we now. We have to fuck our friends. We have no option. <laughs> we must go to Cheryl, who no one has spoken to in years. Seven years. She's been a recluse for seven years. And they're like, I guess we got to go to her fuck party. We have no choice. If a friend from high school 
invited me to their key party, I would say no. I'd say no thank you. I don't need traumas to come back up. I don't need past experiences to come back and bite me in the fucking ass. No, I don't look at any of you in the eye for a reason. Why would I go to a key party with you? However, we have to, right out the gate, praise the Riverdale writers slash Cheryl Blossom for the setup of the key party, which could not be more Riverdale in a good way. Because, you know, sometimes my friend who calls Riverdale diet woke, it's like they (laughs) just like have like a, they just have like a, just an effort at like making sure they do things in like a progressive and thoughtful and inclusive way. And and usually they do. And sometimes you're like, what are you doing? And then sometimes you're like, that was nice. And in this case, it was Cheryl's rules for the key party where everything has to be 100% consensual. Loved it. Loved it. Thank you, Riverdale. And number two, because we are all fluid here, there's no like restrictions based on gender or like sexual identification. And so whoever you draw, that's who you're fucking. And I appreciate that too. It was. It was. (laughs) I, you know, I didn't know if everyone was ready for that up top (laughs) because I, I, if I believe correctly, in in olden days, it was that the women put their keys in and that the men would draw the keys out. I'm pretty sure that it was a that that the that the traditional key party was not a like gender fluid experience. I'm pretty oh, sure was it, it was not? about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was about men fucking women who weren't their wives. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But that sometimes is my understanding. you're 26 and bored and you throw everybody in there. And I, can I? All right. Before we even get to the key party. Number one observation. I think that Archie Andrews might be the only man in a fireman's outfit that I don't want to have sex with. I take that back. Really? I think he might be the only person in a <laughs> fire person's outfit that I don't want want to have sex with. I am not attracted to Archie at all. I am negative attracted to Archie. Important distinction. Is it that you're not attracted to Archie or is it that you're not attracted to KJ Yatha? Like, are you attracted to It's Archie. It's Archie. (laughs) It's Archie. Oh, no, no, no. The canvas of which the paint is upon Uh is beautiful. Uh However, Archie's just too much of a fucking idiot. Now, it's... (laughs) I do love it, too. Someone made a comment about how many candles they had set up for them to have a Friends with Benny's evening. But that's when we know it was going too far. Don't worry. We didn't have enough sex between Archie and Betty, but it is already done. It's already done. I needed more of the the love triangle. I I, needed more of it. I could have done, you know, I'm torn on this because I could have done certainly with a few more episodes of casual sex between them. I was really enjoying how they established like the rare but possible relationship of being like, we are good friends and we love having sex with each other, but that's it. And and so I definitely could have done with more. I also got to say, got to hand it again to the to the Riverdale writers, which I do not do on every episode of Riverdale Roundup. But I was pleased that with how they dealt with this particular plot line where both of them were just like, you know what? We like really need each other as friends we are like both going through a lot right now. Um, we both like have some mixed up. Archie has some mixed up feelings about Veronica. And both of them were just like, like discussed 
on her high school bed, but still discussed like, you know, our friendship is more important than the like great amount of fun sex we're having. And so let's just like cool it off. And I understand you might have feelings for somebody else and like no hard feelings. I was so impressed. I was like, this needs to be modeled more. I want teens to know that just because you sleep with somebody doesn't mean you can never talk to them again. Yes. Like that is so awesome. It, it I I can't agree with you more. There I I think I've only had one successful friends with Benny's relationship and it ended in disaster. <laughs> and it like it was successful up until the disaster. And so mm-hmm. to watch two people both choose and the fact that as much as I'm not that into Archie, the fact that he did have the the cojones to say, hey, Betty, yeah. I'm still in love with Ronnie. Yeah, he brought and it up. I'm going to go try this out. Yep. And complete honesty, I really appreciated that. Totally. Yeah. And, and I, I, right. I think that the, 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 the idea, like this type of ideal friends with benefits situation is rare. And it's rare for all sorts of reasons that are like legit. And I'm not saying everyone should go out and like fuck their best friend. Cause of course it does get complicated and feelings get involved. And that's why it's yeah. hard between Archie and Betty. But yeah. like, I think that what I thought, what I was told when I was like a teenager was like, you can either have a friend or you can like have a sex person. Um, or as the Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis movie would put it, can sex friends be best friends? Wow. <laughs> but like, and I thought that the reason was because like, there was something so shameful about sex that like, once you like do that with somebody, they can never just like go back to being your good friend. And that is a fucked up way to think about it. But that was how I always thought about it. And I yeah. appreciate Archie and Betty for helping me think through it a different way. Yes, and of course, we remember Archie and Ronnie are endgame. They are endgame. What is the, I was having a hard time last night. I only texted you during Riverdale to ask you for the abbreviations of what the relationship names are. And I was like, I said something about Barchi, and Gideon was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, I don't mean Barchi. I mean, Varchi? Is it Varchi? It's Varchi. It's Varchi. It is Varchi. Okay. Yes, it is Varchi. And so (laughs) Varchi is back on again because she said sayonara to Chadwick. Chadwick. Yes, we're talking about Ronnie's shithead husband (laughs) who showed up to the key party and then got pissed off when his wife was going to go bang her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, he didn't obviously not know what a key party is. A key party (laughs) is. But also, if you are in a relationship that is on the rocks... I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little tip. Probably don't go to the key party. <laughs> Usually, you shouldn't go to the key if you are in a monogamous relationship that is not doing well. Usually, a key party is not. But sometimes, you know, you got to go get those cobwebs out. But if you're not in a monogamous relationship, and I do understand that. This reminds me of an of another important question because so she, so right. I think Ronnie was trying to sabotage her marriage, right? Because she obviously hates Chadwick. Um, and I think she maybe knew that she could accelerate that by fueling the Archie jealousy. Um, but she also got a call from Katie Keene, which is Very I love the, the branding of a show for a show that doesn't exist anymore, of her being like Katie Keene, Katie Keene, Katie Keene. She always it's like Katie Charlie Keen Brown. She is always in every episode. It's over, Riverdale. <laughs> Stop bringing it up. It got canceled. 
but she's not even in it. It's just her voice. And I'm like, I re- was was Lucy, did Lucy Hill get a screen credit? Like, was it her voice or is it just- It some, was her voice. Was I her looked voice. it up. It was. <laughs> Best, thank you for looking it up. I knew you would know. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, that is sad like her. And Jeff and I got into an almost argument about whether or not it sounded like Lucy Hale. So I had to look it up. Oh, I'm so glad you looked it up. Because I was like, uh. poor Lucy Hale has her show- set up by Riverdale canceled immediately and then canceled. it's just like probably gets a fucking call from Riverdale like once every week to be like can you just do like you don't even have to leave your house can you just do like a 45 second voice COVID, spot baby. For they can't afford to ship her out to Toronto make her quarantine for two right, weeks I guess that's they don't want to pay that money call her <laughs> or maybe they could cut the fact that Katie Keene called to tell on Veronica's husband, who was seen at the Lacey's with the Spiffany's heiress. <laughs> it is the laziest rebranding I love. Spiffany's Lacey's is fucking instead weird. of Macy's. Spiffany's instead of Tiffany's. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, Spiffany's is is absolutely terrific. I love that show. <laughs> Spiffany's. So he was banging, and I Chadwick is coming back. We know this. He's gonna. Come I don't back trust him because He's he didn't mean. get his ass kicked yet, and I'm not satisfied until he gets his ass kicked. No, you know, Archie's gonna stand up for Ronnie. <laughs> she's gonna stand up for Ronnie. Get your hands and, off her. Uh, she's the only my wife. Fight. I do like one of the reviews, uh, the recaps of the episode. Someone said, for the um, the fact that there's only one adult firefighter in the town, they sure do put a lot of candles up. Because there are a lot of candles <laughs> in every scene. And he's the only firefighter in town who is not really, like, training as much as he is just wet and washing the old-timey fire truck yeah he's certainly keeping the car clean i'm not oh, even sure if clean. there's a hose attached to that car like nah. what the <laughs> who needs a hose when you're a firefighter everybody's always saying that now we have <laughs> spent too much time on archie because there's a million other things that happened in this episode of course like usual up top gonna go and throw it out there i don't know if this was us saying it or if we read it in a recap but or it, oh God, I'm sorry. I get all over the place because I love you guys. I love your Riverdale theories. And then I'm like, did I think that? Was that an email? Did I read it somewhere else? So, TT is having Kevin and Fangs' baby. But you, you it's not predicted there. this. Was it me? Yeah, at least to me, to me, it was you. <laughs> I think it was me, but I don't want to take credit for it. So, she is having their baby. Yeah. But. She's making it clear. She does not say who the baby's father is, though. She doesn't. But then in the in, in the later uh, interaction with, I know we're like plot jumping and time jumping all over the place here. Um, but after Kevin and Fangs' really intense conversation, I walked away from that thinking that it was Fangs' baby. But maybe that was all just unspoken. Like, I was Ooh. assuming... I thought there was something that happened in that conversation that made me think, like, is Kevin going to try to just bail and, like, leave it to the biological daddy, even though he was obviously, like, going to be the daddy also? Uh, 
so, but I think, I think that we don't, we didn't officially find out. Because I'm trying desperately to find, and please let me know. I love you and I apologize. I don't know who said it to me, but it was a great idea. What if TT is bad and TT is filled with the seed <laughs> of one of her truckers? Because you know how she's like the mommy of the truckers, like the serpents own the truckers? Uh -huh. But also, who else is a trucker? We assume. The trash bag killer. Uh-huh. And is it possible that they are going to be spreading the serial killer gene uh -huh. even further into Riverdale? It's because, so, so what we found out about the baby and the parentage and the origin, allegedly, and I guess we shouldn't take it at face value, but what we found out was that they, what they told everybody was Kevin and Fangs are going to get married, but also they all decided to start a family together. And that when TT says, when I heard Kevin and Fangs talking about adoption or finding a surrogate, I jumped in and said, why not? I'll do it for you. I'll give you my baby, essentially, and yeah. the three of us will raise the baby. But this all, this whole episode also, remember, started off with me thinking that Kevin was cheating on Fangs. I screamed at the television. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But he wasn't cheating on Fangs. They had an open relationship. Right. And that, since that they were getting married and they were going to start raising a kid, they were going to start zipping it up a little bit. Right. Understandable. Lots of relationships go through phases. And it was Fangs was on the road a lot. So they had an open relationship. Makes a lot of sense. Apparently they were banging the same trucker uh, who was, I think, 45 um, <laughs> When they were both cruising, because, of course, that trucker is whom was brought as Fangs' date to the what? The key party. Right. And I don't trust that motherfucker. So I don't I'm trust sorry, that mother motherfucker. <laughs> I don't trust that guy. But I also was I was very confused as to what was going on with Kevin. This felt like a Riverdale trying to earn something they weren't earning, because obviously Kevin was very upset. We see him like, you know, right. We're kind of set up to think that he. It's cheating on Fangs. We see him zipping up at, with this guy. And then he's so upset. And we're like, what's going on? And we learn oh, he's actually not cheating on him because they're open. But then he's like, he invites Fangs to to bring his side guy over, and f even though they're about to close it up. And Fangs is like, all right, I guess. And it was the same guy. And then he's talking to Betty. And he's like, I'm like an emotional masochist. And then he like fucking just like bails on Fangs and Titi. And I, I, I don't understand... Like we're, I think we're supposed to think that like, is it really just that he like doesn't want to commit, or is there something else going on? It's one of those things it's where it's got like got to be something else. Yeah, like they were setting up this huge. There's this huge thing going on with Kevin, and then at, in the end, it was just him being like, uh, I don't think I'm, I'm ready. ready to get married. Yeah. But it was his idea to get married, and also, how were we supposed to pay attention to this intense conversation? When they were half naked in a sauna room. <laughs> I couldn't look away. I'm not usually that into, but Fangs and Kevin together. Good Lord. Them in the towels. I couldn't listen. We had to go back and watch this <laughs> again because I just straight up, I, I was just talking about like how much effort it takes to look like that. And how in my brain, I was like, how are you going to raise children? <laughs> How are you going to raise children and both of you look that good all every second of the day? You're going to lose a little bit of it. Fangs, Fangs aged well. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Fangs As is looking good. I, I like I like mid twenties fangs more than I liked teen fangs. Oh, me too. He's got that longer hair, and can I just say, I the hoots and the hollers that came from old Jacko <laughs> when Fangs and Reggie pulled each other's keys yes. at the key party, that was nice. and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it." I want to watch it. And I do love to, as I was screaming this, Jeff was just straight up like, didn't Reggie, like, last episode try to burn down Archie's house? It's <laughs> like, I think that was last Yeah, Ar- right, right. Why is Reggie even invited? He works for Hiram Lodge. Everybody <laughs> says yes to the key party, Molly. <laughs> you gotta go to the key party. Especially when Cheryl definitely didn't um, let us down with her outfit, that pink and silver glitter fringe short dress. That, okay, yes, agree. Mamma mia. But this is Good also Lord. reminding me of how little I understood of, last, of this episode because, uh, okay, so two questions I also wanted to ask you. Um, who is that lady, that art forgery lady? Who's that lady? <laughs> oh, Minerva? Like, why is she there? What is Secret the, what is, bitch. It's another thing like with Kevin. It's like Riverdale makes me like not trust my own senses. I'm like, is there something going on here? Or is there not something, something, not something? Like she is found Cheryl to be doing her forgery. And then she just like got into cahoots with her. But what are the cahoots? What is the relationship? Why is she extorting Cheryl? Is she like, I literally don't understand her presence, her character, their relationship. I understand nothing. So Minerva <laughs> is the sexy art dealer. Yes. And remember, Cheryl sold her a forged painting of JJ. Yes. So remember at the end of last episode, she came back and yeah. was like, I knew you forged it. Yeah. And we both were talking about like, what is she, what does she want? What's her game? Right. What's her game? So she claims in this episode that she wanted herself to be painted into as a centaur <laughs> in some sort of big painting and i will say that we did say it was reminiscent of the paintings from parks and rec and we laughed and we laughed <laughs> about it pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher? It has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. 
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today um so she was painted in as a centaur but this bitch is syrupy and i'm not talking about blossoms maple syrup (laughs) she is here i don't trust her right i don't like her she's invited to the key party because apparently everybody's invited to the key party and not only is she invited but she kind of planted the idea in cheryl's head like when cheryl was like oh i'm so sad that tt's like moving on without me and is like starting a life and having a baby with like you know kevin and fangs minerva is like oh maybe this is an opportunity what game are you playing minerva did you is also all just so that she would paint you i don't understand i think she's going after the blossom fortune Uh i think that she is a snake okay and i think that she has moved her way into riverdale like we see at the end of the episode when they kiss uh-huh. So Minerva kisses Cheryl. She's using her because she is emotionally vulnerable right now because the arc of Cheryl in this episode was, yes, she was upset because TT decided to raise the child with Kevin and Fangs. She didn't talk to her about it because unbeknownst to TT, in a very creepy fashion, Cheryl created and designed a creepy horror show nursery <laughs> inside of Thornhill. And so she set up the key party so that she could show TT the creepy nursery. What is it? Beetlejuice? <laughs> I just I was waiting for like the statue with the big hand thing to like close around the baby. <laughs> and of course TT walks in and was like, Cheryl, you crazy bitch. <laughs> no. Break Cheryl's heart. What Cheryl to do? Fuck the art dealer. Minerva. So now she's going to start fucking Minerva. I don't trust her. I think that she's coming in to try and take the fortune. Okay. And then question two. And this is, what is the difference between Thornhill and Thistle House? Are they both? Interesting. Are they both different buildings and the Cheryl? Did I say Thornhill? No, did, well, is this, Thornhill from something else or is it Thistle this, House? This no, this, you said accurately Thornhill. But then last night at one point... Uh, Cheryl was like distinguishing between the two of them. She was like, oh, my time at Thistle House and now I invite you to Thornhill. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Are these just different buildings on the same compound? Like, these are all part of the Blossom Majesty. Do Do we use them interchangeably? Ah, Thistle House is the current house that she lives in. Thornhill was the one that was set ablaze that she is now rebuilding. So they are two different houses on the Blossom Estate. But it is, Thornhill is the one that has all the demons inside of it. And Thistle House is not. That's where she blossomed as a painter. Thank you. Now I'm remembering because it was like, TT was like, remember when you, I'm not going to stay here and be your prisoner like I was with your dead brother in Thornhill. Yes. That's what led me to wonder what the distinction was. Okay, that is yes. so helpful. Thank you. Oh, that's what, oh my God. 
Jeff came up with this other one. He didn't come up with it. It was something that he read online. What if, okay, long shot, but I did get excited <laughs> about it. What if TT's baby, that it is technically that they created the, I mean, I'm bringing, I'm making up my own kind of science here, but what if they used the corpse of Jason Blossom <laughs> to create stem cells to put inside of her to build, so technically, the child is a blossom. At that, I would not put past them. They would, I wouldn't. They would absolutely. I would never put it past them, and I love it. I love that, because if they reanimated Jason Blossom's corpse, you know they would go in for his seminal vessel. Get vessel. in that dead dick! <laughs> that, you, I don't put it past him for a fucking second! So we're talking about Cheryl. She's kissing Minerva at the end, which, great. I will watch it. I will watch anything. This is a creepy thing to say. Anything sexual Cheryl wants to do, I will watch. And I am here for it. I love her. I think that she's, I think that she's going to become bad. I think she's going to get like, like actual bad. Yes. And I'm nervous about it, but I think that she's going to get real bad. I think that's probably true. And it's going to be hard because I love her always being bad, but still being the kind of bad you like. That like creating a key party to ruin everyone's relationships just so she can try and win TT back. I think it's great. Fuck all of them. She just wants TT back. That is a woman with focus. That is a woman with drive. And I <laughs> respect it. A hundred percent. Speaking of somebody who doesn't have focus or drive, are we going to talk about Jughead? Oh, Jug getting tracked down. He's being hunted by Mothmen currently. He's being hunted okay. by Mothmen, but also hunted by his own demons of demons! alcoholism and oh, blackouts. Yeah. What is he running from? What happened in New York? What do you think happened in New York? Uh, who knows? A blaze of drugs. He kind of weirdly referenced it. Jingle jangle. Some other stuff. Some harder <laughs> stuff. Some harder stuff besides jingle jangle. Tabitha is certainly, man, talk about a ride or die. I'm digging Tabitha. I like her character. I yeah. hope she's not a doormat, though. Yeah. And hopes she stands up for herself soon. Because right now, she's even going with him to an I got abducted by a Mothman support group. So, uh, because... Jughead thinks he got abducted. So the person that he was talking to about being abducted, their name was Dr. Whitley. And Whitley Stryber was the famous UFO novelist slash experiencer who wrote Fire in the Sky, which was the name of last week's episode. Okay, so that was their nod to it. Okay. So he thinks he was abducted. This UFO doctor has said, well, maybe it could be. Or what demons are you running from? And he's like, oh, I, I don't have enough hands to count how many <laughs> demons. So he decides to go to the support group with Tabitha. But the problem is this entire time he's getting, I mean, he's getting drunk. He's not going through a good time in his life. I get there. I was exactly there in my mid-20s. Yeah. But I didn't get abducted. And he does seem to think that he is because he keeps seeing this big man-sized alien following him through Riverdale. Yes, but then we are also suggested, like when he's at the support group, they were like, did you ever black out like before? And then he like 
has like a dissociative experience again and sees the guy again. And I'm over here thinking, is this, are they trying to set up that it's actually not about the Mothman, but about something else that happened in New York? Or is it just that he was abducted by the Mothman and now the Mothman, he's seeing them in his visions all the time and they're chasing him and it's just reminding him of his general like angsty 26 year old sadness from New York. Like, I really feel like they're trying to set just like with Minerva. I'm like, what are you trying to set up here? Is it the aliens or is it like, did something else happen that he is running from and the aliens are a distraction? You know what I mean? It's always something with Riverdale. It's always something with Riverdale. We don't know. And I do love someone wrote in uh, talking about Riverdale. and was just straight up like, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm way more attracted to Jughead as this mess than I was before. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, I get it. Um, oh, I just want to, ooh, I want to help him and put him back together. But that doesn't make an equal partnership. Jackie. <laughs> um, I think that he might have been abducted. I think it's very important to know, to notice that sidebar also going on at the same time is Alice Cooper pretending to be a grandmother to the two children that make not a peep. Right. But remember, Polly is still missing. And Alice Cooper claims that Polly had called and said that she sounded like she was inside of a spaceship. Uh, what if these things are linked, if this is going to be the way that at some point Jughead and Betty fuck again at some point, here's to hoping. Although, Tabitha, <laughs> I think that you can move on to better pastures, but we'll talk about that later. Um, What if Polly had been abducted by the Mothmen? And they're trying to bring Jughead back because he had already been abducted, but he needs to go back to, like, go save her or something, right? Because he's – there's got to be a reason why the presence of the Mothmen are not leaving him alone. That doesn't usually happen when you've been abducted. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or maybe it does. I don't know. I don't – so, right. So the – Couple so there the questions on the table are why are they following Jughead after abducting him? And why did Alice Cooper say it sounds like she's in a spaceship when what we are being led to believe is that she is being tra- chased or uh, uh, abducted by the trash bag killer who Betty famously fucked up the capture of because she went in by herself. Betty's having these trauma dreams, had a really scary trauma dream. Very scary, scary trauma dream. Scary. I didn't they, want man, that. Man, Riverdale is really like, they are amping up not only like the sexy times, but the it was legitimately upsetting. Yeah, I was sad. And also I'm watching Killing Eve and I don't need any more of that when I'm watching no. Riverdale. Leave it to Killing Eve. I'm too already so upset by Killing Eve. I don't want my Killing Eve pouring into Riverdale. But so... I mean, that would be an amazing connection because right now what I love about the Mothman plot is that it's not connected to shit. It is just absolutely out on its own. It makes no sense with anything else going on. If Trash Bag Killer turns out to not just be another serial killer plot in Riverdale, but also an alien plot, I would be all for that. Alien plot. They are shooting for the moon right now. I love everything that they're doing. (laughs) Um, so that was the thing. So then in the end of the episode, which is why maybe it does tie in, is that 
Polly calls. Betty answers the phone. And she was like, I'm on the phone. I'm on the lost highway. Um, Come and get me. So she and Alice Cooper leave the children. Who cares about the children? <laughs> they go out to go find Polly. And they find a smashed phone booth covered in blood. But maybe it's alien blood, not Polly Cooper blood. It could be alien blood. It could be that they had sucked her up, put her back down, and then she was attacked by the trash bag killer. Could be. Important. Very important to note. I need to give a quick shout out to Shayna. Who brought up, because also then I went on a tirade about how much I love all Shaynas that I've never met a Shayna that I didn't like. And I don't know <laughs> if that's just a Florida thing, but I love the name Shayna. So kudos to you, Shayna. <laughs> and, oh, that was the person that was talking about that Jughead is even more my type now that he's a complete disaster. But first, this is the, I laugh so hard. First, can we talk about how the trash bag killer is called that not because that's how he disposes of bodies, but because he's covered head <laughs> to toe in trash bags. <laughs> How does he see? How is he an effective serial killer? I, I don't even know how I didn't even think about that. He has a trash bag over his face. It's he is true. covered completely in trash bags. He's very loud when he moves. You always know where he is. <laughs> Why would a serial killer be covered in trash bags? Russell, 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 Russell. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna wait, wait. <laughs> Let me get you. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I laughed and they laughed. And um, I do. I just needed to say that. I forgot even what we were talking about. I just was thinking about him and how upsetting that dream was. And yeah. I was like, he does. He's just covered in duct taped on trash bags. It's true. You would hear him coming behind you. At least there's that. I, that makes me less scared, actually. Yes, yes. But he might be hunting down Polly, and we're going to have to find that out. <sighs> and um, also the idea of, was did Cheryl and Nana Blossom, are they in cahoots in the Mothman conspiracy? Right. Did they forge the body? And is this all a psychological setup? Yes, because, right, again, this goes to what's going, whatever's going on with Jughead. Jughead's upset about some shit that happened in New York when he was on Jingle Jangle. There was no aliens in his life then, so maybe he's just traumatized and he thinks it's the Mothman, but it's actually some other trauma that we don't even know about. Would be very Riverdale-y. Remember when they had the killer be some character we hadn't even fucking met yet? It was. Bum, it, it, bum, would, bum. it would be very Riverdale of them to be like, it's actually, this plot line is actually not about Mothman at all. It's about a trauma you have not even literally heard of yet. They just love yes. to throw in surprises like that. Um, and I do also love this from Shayna. Sorry, Shayna. You just, you, you got me. All of your, <laughs> your theories were amazing. Talking about how Nana Rose and Cheryl might be in cahoots. But how could an old woman pull off dropping off the maple barrel, then stealing... Then stealing the creepy little corpse, right? Because she had her, the corpse in the maple barrel. Perhaps during the original alien abductions, when she was a younger woman, it was her husband disappearing people to retain power like all the best villains in Riverdale do. Uh -huh. So now in present day, she must have some muscle helping her, a character that we know of, but don't yet know. Could it be the third Blossom 
child. Remember, they were triplets. I don't, this is, this was set up a while ago and they have done nothing with, but they set it up in such a place. I love this. They did. They did. Julian, the haunted doll, not haunted doll, the dead triplet, not dead triplet. Could he have been raised in an asylum because he showed homicidal tendencies as a toddler, serial killer genius of the family, and he is now a full-blown Serial killer. Wow. That man, if it's every time somebody comes up with a really good conspiracy theory, I just hope it's that. And I hope I it's just, just hope. not a fucking lobbed, you know, plot line that's going to land like a fucking brick that they never pick up. I hope And it, it definitely is could still do that. But for right now, we've got 20 plots open. We have no idea what's going to happen. But what I do know is that next week is the second to last episode what? of this fucking season what? Molly I just crushed your spirit there's only two more episodes left and then it will come back in July what it's only March it makes me want to kill myself um, <laughs> but this is I, I thought it was the only thing that I had to look forward to but wow. um, we only have two more episodes left so prepare yourself fuck for however they're going I think it will be like the mid season I'm assuming so we'll fucking see. Something's gonna happen. Unfucking believable. Oh. Prepare thyselves to be sexy kissed. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not what I meant to say, but that is what I said. And that's how we're gonna end today's episode. Thank you guys for joining Riverdale Roundup. We will be back next week. And I saw the preview for next week and. Betty looks like she's about to have a fucking time of it. So she doesn't have time for sex scenes next week, but maybe somebody else will. Oh, man. Unbelievable. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Someplace underneath. Neath is a planet gone missing into time. A moon believed to be in the orbit around Venus. The moon was named Neath after an early Egyptian goddess who, according to the lore, is the birth mother of the universe. Astronomers spotted Neath 30 times since it was discovered, but it went missing and it has not been seen since the late 1700s. Where did, Where did it go? Poor women, trans women, women of color, women in fringe religions. What do they all have in common with this ancient missing moon? They go missing. A lot. A lot. A lot. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'm joined by Amber Nelson every week to look into a case where we answer the age-old question, where them hoes at? Let's talk about it and see how we can help. Someplace Underneath, a show about the missing, Missing from home, missing from justice, missing from the conversation. Plus, there are dick jokes. Listen wherever you get your pods. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.